All right, Tim, let's talk about the fantasy football aspect of what we're going to in week 13. Start Mike White. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs> Get like the Tonight Show band. Yeah, roll credits. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we're going back to our normal uh, formula after last week's three, uh, three wide. So fantasy episode, we usually start with week 12 studs and duds. I like to have fun with it, you know. So uh, let's start right out of the gate. Quarterback studs. Mike White. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. 315, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 30 points. Mike effing White. As much as I love Tyler Heineke, he 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 is nowhere near where Mike White is in, in where my, my love for Mike White is. Right I, I'm now. just saying, he's a guy you want to root for. Yes. And, and I think it was actually our executive producer, Malcolm, that sent a... The text in our group chat about how they look like two guys competing in like in competing dojos on Cobra Kai because <laughs> they absolutely do. They look like you know like on shows like that. You've got twenty somethings playing teenagers. Yep, that's that's what these two look like. It's crazy that like you said, we brought it up before when they had Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon, and they were like they drafted the wrong guy first because Elijah Mitchell is the guy, and now it's like they they were starting the wrong quarterback this whole time. It should be Mike White. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think it would be great. And like I said, I know it sucks because they're the Jets and I'm a Patriots guy, but wouldn't it be amazing if Mike White became Kurt Warner? Wouldn't you know? it be awesome right now if the Jets keep playing like they're playing, they make the playoffs, and they win a game or two just behind Mike White? Yeah, <laughs> great stuff, man. Um, I guess I got to talk the other quarterback start of the week. Number one quarterback for Week 12, Justin Herbert. 274, three touchdowns, no picks, 38 yards rushing, 34 points. For quarterback number eight on the season, Justin Herbert. Yeah, and he was he was struggling at the beginning of this season. Yeah, not too long ago we were talking about it's like quarterback fifteen. Yeah, you know, and in factually speaking, in our league, he was a third round pick. But so. you know what? All these all these guys are starting to come back. Keenan Allen's back now. Josh Palmer's still playing well. Mike Williams expect to be back soon enough, and some of that. This this is a team that uh, is built to do this, especially with Eckler, who is probably one of the better receiving backs. In all yeah, Eckler's RB one on the season so far. He's the only thing. He only thing stopping Josh Jacobs from the crown. Yeah. All right, quarterback duds. Now I preface this. I'm going to say right now I have Andy Dalton written down. I understand nobody outside of the deepest two quarterback leads started Andy Dalton, but the same reason I brought up Davis Mills last week is why I'm bringing up Andy Dalton. Two oh four, no touchdowns, no picks, ten points. He's quarterback twenty two in the season for fantasy. I only bring it up. I asked it last week. I asked it again. Why the hell isn't Jameis Winston starting for the Saints? It, it absolutely boggles my mind. It's because you're talking about Andy Dalton, who really doesn't do much well, or if what, not any. What has he done well in the NFL since A.J. Green stopped being A.J. Green? Yes. When he left Cincinnati, when they went with Burrow and with the first pick overall, and they said goodbye to Andy Dalton. I mean, remember when everyone was like, well, if Dak's hurt... It's going to be great for Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton's the best backup. And he went and he laid an egg with all of that talent, with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, all those guys in Dallas, and he couldn't do squat with it. And then he went to the Bears, couldn't do squat there, and now we're here. And why? how is this a thing? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't blame him for taking the money. If somebody, like when, like we were talking about Josh McCown last episode, how like he was a high school football coach, and they're like, we'll give you $10 million. He's like, sold. Yes. Like, Andy Dalton just keeps getting paid. Good for him. Yeah. But I, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, other quarterback dud, I'm going to say it. I'm going to rip that Band-Aid off. F. Aaron Rodgers. 140 yards, two, intercept, uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 13 points. F that guy. <laughs> 
You know what? But that's also based on injury. He got. I hurt. don't care. F that guy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> just, I don't really know what you want me to say. You seem like you. I'm. I'm mad. All right. I'll F just that leave, guy. I'll just leave this in the ether for Tim to scream into. Excellent. Excellent. <clears throat> cue. Cue, Mr. Burns. Okay. The entire stud of Week Twelve. The God of Week Twelve. Josh Jacobs. 303 total yards, two touchdowns, a 86-yard walk-off in overtime, 51 points. Incredible. What a gr- what a game. When was the last time you heard about somebody having 300 total yards that's not a quarterback? Right. That's what I mean. It's just it's amazing to me. And that game was entertaining. I, I mean, like they were going back and forth. It was actually an entertaining game. But I mean, once Josh Jacobs broke broke through that first, you know the. The, the front seven, if you will, he was gone. It was Chris Berman. He, good, go! Yeah, but I mean, like, and this is somebody that we and everybody, not just us, but we and everybody else was fading so hard. At the yeah, we looked season. it up. In both our seasonal leagues, he was a fifth-round pick. Yeah. For, you know, and that's the thing we were talking about. I, I remember late. I used a late-round pick in our original league on Zamira White because we were like, well, they didn't even franchise the guy. The Raiders aren't even sold on him. Running back two. Yep. Wow. Another running back I actually brought it to you in our pre, uh, pre-show talk, Miles Sanders. 21 carries, 143 yards, two touchdowns, 31 points. He's another guy that nobody wanted this offseason, and he's RB13 on the season. Yep, and he was like a was he he was like a fifth or sixth he was like a sixth or seventh round pick in some some draft. Yeah, he was one of those, you know, like if you went zero or hero running back or whatever, he was one of those guys that was like, all right, I'll get him on my roster until somebody else emerges. And a funny thing happened on the way there. He, he's he been great. Yeah. What was he missing last year? We talked about it all season last season. He never he, got any touchdowns. Exactly. All he was missing yeah. was touchdowns. Well, he's getting them this year. Yeah. So uh, good good for him. This one's going to hurt a little bit. Damian Pierce on the duds list. Yeah. Damian Pierce, five rush attempts, eight yards, three receptions for eight yards. Four points. He's fallen all the way to RB18. Yeah. I mean, in, and this was before the last two weeks where he dudded and dudded the last two weeks. Like, this was a guy that I was saying could still make a run for uh, rookie, rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. Offensive rookie of the year. I don't think it's, I don't think he could do it now. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's tough because he plays on a team that trails a lot. And I brought it up last episode. He had never had more than 123 touches at, at Florida. He's at 203. I know you're not believing in the rookie wall, but I feel like there's something there. Yeah, well, I, I also think that he, he he only has three touchdowns. He's just not getting he's just not getting the good carries on good downs and stuff like that. When he is getting carries, it's not he's not getting good carries. And defenses can stack the box when you're starting either Davis Mills or Kyle Allen. Yeah, it's just it's not good. I mean, the guy. Started off the season, you know, breaking tackles and all that other stuff, and they're just stacking the box against them because why, why would you? You're against yeah. Houston. Uh, another dud, uh, I, I, another guy who's has, has had spurts in flex spots, mostly Kareem Hunt. Five attempts, 15 yards, three points. He's RB34. I bring it up because we had this talk in the preseason. This is why he requested a trade. He's not getting the touches. Nick Chubb had 26 carries. Kareem Hunt had five. Yeah, well, Kareem Hunt is one of those guys. He's a talent. Don't get me wrong. He's a talented running back. But when you're talking about Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb, there's no doubt Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is one of the top four or five running backs in all of football. If you put the ball in Nick Chubb's hands and he gets past that line, 
he is off to the races. You don't got to tell me. You know I love me some Nick yeah. Chubb. I'm just saying this is the point I was trying to make in the offseason. Dude had five attempts. Now, if he's still on your roster, this is the only week you can start him because they're playing the Texans. Yeah. But otherwise, he has been a massive disappointment this mm-hmm. year. Wide receiver studs. Chris Godwin won the week at the wide receiver position. 12 catches, 110 yards, a touchdown, 29 points for Godwin, who is up to wide receiver 26. Wide receiver 26, and he missed a decent amount of And that's what I'm saying. I'm seeing it as a positive thing because he's missed time. You know, I mean, good week for him. If we're going to say something positive about the Bucs, Chris Godwin is that guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know who else? Again, I preface it, little asterisks underneath. We have already talked about Justin Jefferson at nauseum all three episodes last week. Yeah. This just in, he's good. So the other wide receiver stud I want to talk about, Zay Jones. 11 catches, 145 yards, the game-winning two-point conversion, 27 points for Zay Jones, who is now wide receiver 34 on the year. And how impressive is that? Because this Yeah, he was undrafted in every league. In fact, when I said Zay Jones, I should have said wide receiver Jacksonville. Yes. Because I don't know if anybody listening actually knows who that guy is. Yeah. Former, yeah. former Raider, Zay Jones. Yeah. Uh, uh, but hey, got a couple other people I just want to throw out there. Garrett Wilson, great week. Amari Cooper, great week. Yeah. Amari Cooper, if he's at home or neutral field, yep. <laughs> he's amazing. And the thing is... I tell you, those Cleveland guys, as much as everybody respects Jacoby Brissett, they're happy Deshaun Watson's there because their numbers are about to go up. David Njoku, Omari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and not only that, but even Chubb, who has been amazing, when they they don't have to stack the box anymore, he's going to have some more open lanes too. I'm not saying they're going to go on a massive run, but offensively, they all move up a notch with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Yeah. Wide receiver duds. I already talked about the good from Chris Godwin, the bad from Mike Evans. Two catches on nine targets, two catches, 31 yards, five points. He's wide receiver 20 on the season, so he's still kind of where people thought. But, yeah, definitely a, a dud for guys to start. Well, this is what this is what you were getting with Mike Evans. This yep. is what he's always been. He's been a yo-yo guy. Amari Cooper, a yo-yo guy. You know, Julio, when he was the you know, oh. last couple of years, well, the last couple of years before He's been this Julio. You know, before he went to Tennessee, he's a yo-yo guy. He gets you a lot of points. He'll get you 27 one week, and he'll get you two the next. And that's the thing is, though, you got to keep trotting him out there. Yep. So you just got to you got to eat it when you when you. Well, can. yeah, because Mike Evans, well, like you said he finishes wide receiver 20, but like Amari Cooper, he'll finish wide receiver 20, and but he'll lose you two games, but he'll win you. He'll win you two. Yeah. Another wide receiver had a dud week, and has really kind of had a dud season. Drake London. Two catches, 29 yards, four points. He's wide receiver 42. I think a lot of people liked him this year as a third wide receiver, probably the most talented of the rookie class. Um, he's just been not good this year. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that when it comes down to it, it's just Atlanta is just, they're a run-first team, and they're just not, Mariota is not the guy to pass the ball to Drake London, Kyle Pitts, those kind of guys. I just thought his first opportunity sans Kyle Pitts he would just get peppered with targets and might actually have a good week. The fact of the matter is you hit it. Atlanta just, they don't throw unless they absolutely have to. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's worked for a majority of the time because whoever expected this team to win five games. Yeah. They've already, they've already with six games left, they've already blown out their, what their season total was probably yeah. outlooked to be. Yeah, absolutely. I will say that uh, um, talking about rookie receivers, I mean, really like you got 
Garrett Wilson, Olave. I mean, really, maybe the first three weeks of Johan Dotson, but really, has anybody really stepped up this season when you're talking about the way? Because we had a bunch of rookie receivers. I, I, I do want to throw, throw a bouquet at Chris Olave. I said it, again, Chris Olave yeah, and Garrett I say, Wilson. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, Garrett Wilson has been good when Zach Wilson's not the quarterback. And Alave, despite the hot garbage that's going on in New Orleans, is having a good year. But, yeah, otherwise, we have yet to see Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johan Dotson had, like, one good, ye- good week. Drake London has been a, a disappointment. Yeah. You know, so I, it's – but that's the thing is that's – not everyone is going to be Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys are going to have to be the learning curve. True. Tight end position. And I'm not going to say the words Travis Kelsey. Tight end number one on the week for week 12, Dalton Schultz. Four catches, 31 yards, but two touchdowns. Hey, but we both have Dalton Schultz in each of our, in one of our leagues. Yay. So let's give each other a high five on that one. How about that? Uh, yeah. Um, he is tight end 18 on the season, despite missing most of the season. But, yeah, he was tight end one with 19 points. You know who's tight end number two for no, week 12? No, Chelaney Woods. Who? Exactly. Tight end for the Indianapolis Colts, for anybody who did watch the Monday night game. Eight catches, 98 yards, 17 PPR points. So, so, so much for Mo Alley Cox that week, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like there's zero people that had yeah. this guy. And, and, and a 17-point week, and he moves him, moves him all the way up to tight end 30. And it's like, still, not start over anybody. No, God, no. And he won't even be on my list that I'm about to ask yeah. you. Wrapping up studs and duds, we got the duds of the tight end position. George Kittle, three catches, 26 yards, five points. Now, he's still tight end seven, but th- this is what you get with the Niners offense sometimes. Yep, this, is what you're gonna get. this has been a Debo problem all season. This has been an Ayuk problem all season. This has been a Kittle problem all season. They're yeah, gonna, they're going to do really well. Got to keep trying well. them out there. But. Yep, you're stuck with these guys. You pick them, you're stuck with starting them. And, and, and a guy who's been a massive disappointment this year after having a great year last year, Dawson Knox. Two catches, 17 yards. He's got three points on the season. Has played every game, and yet is still tight end 19. Yeah. This is what happens. He was touchdown dependent last year, but he was scoring those touchdowns. This year he has two touchdowns on the entire season. It's him and, him and Tanyan. Totally tight end dependent, totally touchdown dependent, tight end, totally touchdown dependent, and and it has not worked out this season. Yeah. All right, Tim, some start and sit edition here. You got some tough ones for me? I do. I love to throw you a curveball, and my favorite thing is when you pause and thought, because that means I nailed one. So uh, not too tough calls, but I'm still going to hit you with some names owners might be thinking about. At the quarterback position, Kyler Murray's on a bye. Fields and Rodgers are questionable. Looks like they might both play. But that's it. The only people you're really missing are Kyler Murray. So I'm going to ask you right out of the gate. We talked about it last episode. Deshaun Watson, is he immediately out in your fantasy lineup? No. I'm going to say one week. to Give it one week to let him shake off some rust. He hasn't actually been in a game situation in a year and a half for an actual real-life game because he didn't play at all last season for the Texans. He said he wouldn't play for them, and Houston obliged and then he he was suspended for the first 10 games of this season. So this is probably, with the exception of, without an injury, this is probably the longest anybody's ever gone without playing quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to do a count on how long Michael Vick was in jail. But, uh, I mean, something similar where you're going to have to be like, the, the, Tex, or the Cleveland Browns do not need him to beat the Texans this week. That being said, I feel like he does want to jam it down the Texans' throat. So I feel like... 
He might have a low yardage total, but like get like two touchdowns. I, I'm with you. I wouldn't start him right out of the gate, but I understand if you do. Mm-hmm. Next up on the docket, I, I feel like I ask you once from time to time, Jimmy G. Now he's hosting the uh, the, the Miami Dolphins. It could end up being a shootout. Miami is 29th in points versus quarterbacks. He had 33 points in Week 11. What say you on Jimmy G? No. I say no on Jimmy G because the bottom line is is that the San Francisco 49ers are playing their best and the most successful when Jimmy G is not throwing touchdowns. It's just true. When Jimmy G is a game manager and he moves the ball down the field and they're using the run to open up the pass a little bit, you know what I mean, but they're basically focusing on short passes and running the ball that's when they're most successful. And Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo's record is one of the best all time when he does not throw a touchdown pass. It's not when it's not when he's starting. It's when he does not throw a touchdown pass. Agreed, but I had to ask. Another guy I got to ask, Aaron Fudging Rodgers. It's against the Bears and really if you're going to if like we we said before, if not now when. If you're going to if you're planning on starting Aaron Rodgers and it's not this week, then I don't know why you're going to start Aaron Rodgers. If you're going to start Aaron Rodgers, it has to be this week. If he plays, he's going to own the Bears. He owns the Bears. Yeah, um, I had that for my positive note. He, factually speaking, owns the Bears. Now, he does have multiple injuries. He's got the thumb. He's been nursing. He left last week with an oblique in the third quarter when somebody needed one more point out of him. Bitter party of one. Um, I'm with you. I, I don't know that I trust him, but if, I'm with you. If not now, when? Yeah. He's on a bye next week, so if you don't start him this week, why is he on your roster? Yep. Tom Brady. Right? Yeah, it's a pause. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's the pause. That, but, but, I mean, it's like, normally I would never have to put his name into this segment. But the fact of the matter is you do. He's quarterback 17 on the season. He has been brutal against the Saints. I I I I. I don't know positive things to say about Tom Brady except for the fact that the weapons he has to work with. At this point, I mean, the Tom, thing. Let, let me the, okay. let me throw a few names: Tom Brady or Mike White. Mike White. No hesitation. There. No, no hesitation at no. all. Minnesota is the worst defense against the pass. So why wouldn't you want to put Mike White, who has been successful in the in the couple of times you've gotten to see him start? Why wouldn't you just keep putting him out there? Tom Brady or Derek Carr against the Chargers? Right? I mean, yeah, I feel like it's like advantage push, but it's like you know, like I, it's a they're right next to each other. They got to be right next to each other. But you know what? Um, I would probably say because Brady has more weapons passing the ball, I would say Brady. I hear you. I I don't want to start the guy, but I feel like you also don't want to see him go off on your bench. Oh. It's tough. What what say you? Final call. What do you say on on a Tom Brady? I say yes. If you, I mean, I mean, doubtful that you have somebody that was sit that's on your bench right now. I said if you picked up Mike White, and you want to put him out there, I don't blame you for benching Brady. But I mean, are you? But then you better be ready to start Mike White every single game for the rest of the season. <laughs> right? Am I wrong though? I mean, you copyright tell me. Tim Singer QB podcast. Yeah. No, you're you're not because I mean, if you if you don't have faith in Brady now, then then. Why would you have faith in him moving forward? If Mike White does, Mike White has the week he had last week, and he has another week like that again this week, why would you take Mike White out again? I, I gotta ask, right? Yeah. 
Running back position, we got no James Conner, no Deonta Foreman. Najee Harris is questionable. Michael Carter is questionable. So some tough calls, but not. we've had worse weeks. Right out of the gate, I'm going to ask you, Jarek McKinnon. In a PPR, yes. Non-PPR, no. He just doesn't get he doesn't get the carries. He can get he can get you enough touches. He's your um, uh, he's your JD McKissick from last year. You know what I mean? He'll get you some PPR points. He might score a touchdown, but he's not going to carry the ball more than three or four times a game. Yeah, no, I I hear you. I, I just when it came to the Chiefs Bengals game where it's the highest total of the week, I had to find a guy who was fringe, and, and everybody else's auto start that that wears that uniforms. I find I had to find a guy that was French. I, I agree with you. If you if you have a flex PPR, you get him out there. I, I will say Sky Moore is not must start. I didn't say he was. You said anybody wearing that jersey. Interesting. Chiefs Interesting. jersey. Kill Rick. Put him down. Next up on the running back and tough calls, Bam Knight. Bam. I just <laughs> I just wanted to say Bam Knight. Yes, exactly right. I mean, yeah. If Carter doesn't play, why not put Bam Knight out there? I mean. Most of the time, anybody that's got Bam Knight that picked him up on waivers, some like of that, you might need this guy for your late push here. You got one or two weeks. If you need a win or two wins to get in and stuff like that, you're already right up against it. So why not put the high risk, high reward out there? I hear you. I, I, the pushback I'm going to give you is that I'm sure James Robinson will be healthy, will be active for this game. Ty Johnson seems to be more of a third down back. If he ends up in a three back committee, that could eat into his production. True, true, but once again, James Robinson was inactive, was a healthy inactive last week. So okay. why? Because Michael Carter is probably out. Yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, why would why would James Robinson just jump the depth chart if he was a if he was a healthy scratch last game? Why would you say, oh well, Michael Carter's out, so now we're just going to go out and give the ball to James Robinson? Okay, game. I'm just saying, buyer beware. Yeah, no, definitely buyer beware. You might be right. Another guy and who I might, might be crazy. Another guy might have an opportunity because of injury. Jalen Warren. Yeah. I, I mean, Najee Harris. I, I, he's questionable. I'm now factually speaking. You know, he, he's. They played Monday, so it's a short week. Jalen Warren returned to full practice. He has an opportunity against a Falcons team that's not very good on defense. That being said, I, I don't know if. Najee Harris is playing. I don't know what factor Benny Snell is going to play. It, it's a tough call. And that is a tough call. Um, yeah, that's a tough call. I I would say that you're just going to have to watch your watch your wire and watch so, as it gets closer to kickoff. If, if, they if say Najee Najee's Harris out, is inactive, do you start Jalen Warren? Well, if you have a big hole because Najee Harris now is out, then yeah, put Jalen Warren in there. But I don't know if I'd be running out Jalen Warren. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be pulling other putting other people on my bench just to put him in there, even if Najee is out. Because let's remember, this Steelers offense does not do anything really well. I hear you. Last yeah. one. I gotta ask, Damian Pierce. You know what? Cleveland is one of the worst against the run. They are like thirty-first against the run or something. Thirtieth against yeah. the running backs. Yep. So I mean, in that aspect, I would probably throw him out there. But man, that the. the as, as somebody that has Damian Pierce and a Damian Pierce owner, the leash is running really, really thin. Like, it's he is really, really close. Hey, I'm not using no 30-foot leash on this dog. I, I'm just I saying, gotta... he has a combined 15 yards rushing in the last two weeks. 
Yeah. He has been bad back-to-back weeks. Well, both, but both of those games, like I said, both of those games, they got shelled right from the le- from the get-go, and they never had a chance to get going. Well, that's been most of their season. But there were times where they were going to halftime down seven or something like that. When you're going down to when you're going to halftime down twenty-one, thirty points. Did, I mean, did you, I hit a soft spot as your guy? No, I'm just saying he was my guy. So he you're so guy. you're saying yes. You're saying keep you got to keep staying. I'd say you got to keep him in for one more week. But after this week, if he's not, if he has another one of those. Two point outings or something like that. Then just go ahead and just you better better find another option if you're. Yeah, playing, you're that, I feel like that's another one of those. If not now, when? If, yeah. If you're not going to do it against the Browns, when are you going to do it? Yeah. Maybe, maybe Jacksonville. <laughs> maybe Are they play maybe. Jacksonville still. I think. I, I I'm oh, a they little do short. Got one more against I'm a little short on my Texans Jags trivia. They do have one more against Jacksonville. So. All right, moving on to the wide receiver receiver position. If buys are going to hurt any position, this is the one. You got no DeAndre Hopkins, no Hollywood Brown, no DJ Moore, so uh, some some tougher calls. Adam Thielen. Yes, yes, I think that I think that he still has he still has something left in the tank there, and Justin Jefferson's going to be should be getting a lot of lot of coverage. So yeah, you would think yeah. so. So I mean, I mean, okay, let's say Sauce Gardner is on Justin Jefferson. Is is that have an opportunity for Adam Thielen? Well. I mean, Kirk Cousins will still throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. You've seen him make. You've seen Justin Jefferson make some pretty oh, sick catches. Yeah, fourth and eighteen yeah. with one hand. Yeah. I, I, I mean, cool. but I I would say that there's Thielen's going to get his looks. Thielen's going to get his seven to his six to ten targets, and we'll see what happen, what he can make out of it in those those opportunities. So Adam Thielen or Deontay Johnson? Man, it's really hard. It's really hard to start Deontay Johnson right now because Kenny Pickett. It's not like, even though Deontay Johnson is probably, in my opinion, the most talented receiver on that team, Kenny Pickett is not looking for him like he's looking for Pickens. He he likes his connection with Robert Pickens. And, you know, but, man, Deontay Johnson, man, when you see those, when you see him running routes and stuff like that, man, he runs some good routes. He gets open. He breaks, he, he breaks, he breaks, he breaks, he breaks away from the cornerback and gets open. I hear you. Next up on the docket, Van Jefferson. No. I don't see how you can have any love for any Ram right now. I'm just saying, factually speaking, he's the last man standing. He, he might be the last man standing. That might not be a good thing. If you're, So is, uh, so is Tom Hanks a castaway. He was the last man standing. But I don't see anybody running to get him the ball, even though... I did not Wilson know that I would there. get. I did not know that I would get a castaway reference. It's like we, it's like talking about a movie from twelve years ago. Get this guy out of here. Get him off the podcast. I, I'm not going to lie. I did not see that coming. Um, I just had to bring it up because factually speaking, he's the last Ram standing. It it doesn't make a difference. You, you got to be in a pretty deep league. Bri- Bryce Perkins is throwing him the ball. All righty then. <clears throat> Paris Campbell. You know what? I, I don't mind Paris Campbell. He's been doing pretty well in the last couple of weeks. If you had uh, have some holes there with D Hop and all this stuff, and you got Paris Campbell in your roster, yeah, go and throw him out there. Yeah, I feel like in PPR leagues, he's he's a solid like wide receiver three flex in PPR leagues. I, I don't know that I would go with him in a standard league, but I, I feel like he's a target monster in PPR leagues. Yeah, so I agree. Darius Slayton. Yeah, I think he's been on this list uh, a lot, and, but he's one of those borderline guys, you know. And I think he. I don't even know if he is a borderline guy. I think you can go ahead and keep starting him. 
I think we. I think the last two or three times you put them on your thing here, I was like, yeah, nobody else. Nobody else in the Giants. Besides, they, they, they the do ball. have a very low volume pass stack. We talked about that with Drake London and the Falcons. The Giants are the same way. Their their pass volume is very low. The total in this game is only forty. It, but I'm I'm with you. I feel like he's the perfect wide receiver three because he only needs one catch to make his day. Yep, correct. So, but I just felt like he was borderline enough to ask. Yeah. All right, tight end position. Let's help people with the worst position in, in fantasy football. Oh yeah, definitely. All clear when it comes Start to buys. Travis Kelsey. That that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you have nine scratch off lottery <laughs> tickets that you have to help you maybe get a free pop. I, yep. I don't know what you want me to say. It, buys aren't going to kill you at all. I cannot name the tight end on either team that's on a buy. Not really any injuries that are that are you know Kyle Pitts is out for the year. We talked about Ertz. Mm-hmm. We talked about Goddard. That's already that that that's already done. So. Cole Komet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Packers aren't really anything to write home about against tight ends. Does At least I don't, you know, yeah. And no, it, they are ninth against tight ends, but I feel like with Darnell Mooney out, somebody has to catch passes. Absolutely. And Cole Komet has been somebody that Justin Fields has, has been proven over, throughout the course of the season that he can get the ball to. Now I'm rooting for him to get up to that number five. <laughs> uh, another one for tight ends, Greg Dulcich. Yeah, he's. I think he might, he might actually lead the the Denver Broncos in touchdown receptions. So yeah, I don't see why not. He's probably. I'll tell you why not. Last week he had three PPR points, three, and in the last three weeks he has a combined twelve targets for he, a very bad offense. He did catch a touchdown last week that was called back on a penalty. Does that count in the column? I no, it, it doesn't, but oh. I'm just saying, like, he, he almost found the end zone again last week. So you're saying yes. I would say yes, because if, um, unless, you know, like, who, who are we talking about? Like, we, we talk about this every single week. I'm I say, know. If it's not Kelsey, if it's not Andrews, like, I, why I not? Don't, I don't know that I trust anybody that wears the Denver Broncos jersey. Fine. That's, I, I totally agree with that, too. But I'm saying, if you're going to start anybody... If you're going to start somebody at tight end, you could do a lot worse than Greg Dulcich. Tyler Higby. Here's somebody that you could do worse with than Greg Dulcich. <laughs> don't you challenge me to give you a bad don't name. You, like, yeah, here we go. Here's somebody that could be worse than Greg Dulcich. It's not the fact that Tyler Higby is not a good tight end. I had I had Tyler Higby on my team last year. I had him on my team this year while Schultz was out and some of that. The bottom line is, is that the Rams with Bryce Perkins cannot throw the ball. Seattle's 31st against tight ends. Bryce Perkins cannot throw the ball. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Logan Thomas. No, I'd rather go with Bellinger than Logan Thomas for Washington. Ah, you just wanted to get that name out. I'd there, rather go you? with the Rook from the Giants, Daniel Bellinger. Yeah, I, I I can't disagree. I feel like Logan Thomas has shown flashes when healthy. Yeah. I just don't know that there's enough flashes to warrant him in your starting line. He just doesn't I mean, he's a t- he's a he's a tight end, he's a touchdown dependent tight end. Who doesn't even get a lot of touchdowns? Yeah. All right, daily fantasy time, Tim. You uh, let me let me bounce out my schedule, my my roster first. I feel I like you've one, gone. I got first. one thought before you go. Go ahead. Nice. That's the one. Go nice. ahead. Nice. All right. So this wait, was... stop. You want to go first, so it seems like these guys were your idea, and I stole them. No, we had four that matched last week, so it's not like I think this week we're gonna be. You're, you're a follower. We're, <laughs> we're gonna be off the reservation this week because nice. I'm going completely off the reservation here. I'm going for it with some pretty risky picks here. So I'm going to go ahead and shoot. I'm going with, at quarterback, I'm going to follow this big over on the Detroit game 
and I'm going to follow the fact that that two-point conversion maybe sparked something under Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I'm going with Trevor Lawrence as oh, my quarterback. I thought you were going to go all the way by no, the shelf and go no, Terry no, no, I'm going with Trevor Lawrence at 5,900, all right? So I'm throwing him out there. That that leaves me, because once again, because I told you, what do I do with quarterbacks, Tim? You stack your quarterbacks. Because those Jacksonville receivers are pretty bad. I don't know, St. Jones is having himself well, a year. pretty cheap. Let's say that. That I get to stack up on my running backs. I went with Austin Eckler at 8,500 and Nick Chubb at 8,000. So I went heavy. I hate that you're saying so many nice things about Nick Chubb. I went heavy on the running backs this week. So then I stacked it. So then I stacked it and I thought Jay, Zay Jones had did have a great week last week. But that opens up the door for Marvin Jones. <laughs> so I got Marvin Jones Jr. Oh four thousand. I was just gonna say what did he cost? He four thousand. Very cheap. Very cheap. And Christian Kirk at sixty three hundred. You're going so full ball. Huh? I'm going full stack here, all right? Then I've got Garrett Wilson at fifty three hundred because I'm following the uh the Mike White magic, all right? And then I came back here with Baby Gronk at my tight end, 4,300. Pittsburgh Steelers, Pat Fryermuth, for all those people who don't know exactly what we're talking about, we say Baby Gronk. If you don't know who we're talking about, you haven't been listening. You to have not been listening, yes. <laughs> welcome, welcome. All right, and then in my flex position, I went with Curtis Samuel. Give me a little bit of that Wildcat from Debo that you get there. Washington is not very good with that one. But I was budgeted because I I spent so much money on Eckler and Chubb and all my Jaguars, of course. Of course. So that was $4,500. And then I rounded it out. I was down to $3,200. And I went with the Falcons defense. Wow. So I went... Completely off the you reservation did. here, absolutely. But I'm going for the. I'm going. Let's face it. Let's be honest. Nobody's picking that team. I no. If I win, it's going to be by myself. You will win by yourself, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Uh, I guess I went a little more traditional. My quarterback, Joe Burrow. You know how much he cost? Sixty nine hundred. Uh, I'm such nice. a child. I wanted. I wanted part of the the biggest total of the week. I wanted part of it. Everybody has Mahomes. I wanted to go Burrow. So I got Burrow with sixty nine hundred. Running backs, Jamichael Hasty. I wanted part of the Jaguars. <laughs> you want the Jaguars also? And, and you're laughing at me with my Jaguars. Actually speaking, he is on the Jaguars. That cost me five grand. My other running back, I might have to modify this guy, but uh, Benny Smell Jr., uh, when I wrote this, uh, actually speaking, Jalen Warren looked like he was going to be out. So 4700 but I, I might have to change that a little bit. That's okay. Wide receiver, Jamar Chase. I wanted to pair somebody with Joe Burrow. Um, he broke a rookie record in week 17 last year, 266 receiving yards. He did it against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. So if I was going to pair anybody, I, I'm going to spend the 7900 to go with Burrow. Uh, second wide receiver, DeAndre Carter. He's actually been very good for the Chargers. He only cost me 39 When I was sharpening in the shopping in the bargain bin, he looked pretty attractive. Nice. Another guy in the bargain bin I thought looked attractive, Elijah Moore. They're going to free E. Because Mike Effin White is the quarterback. Yeah. That only cost me thirty seven hundred. Tight end, Travis Kelsey. Do I have to say anything about that or no, can I move on? No. Good. Flex Amon Ross St. Brown, because I wanted more of the Jags Titans game. Seventy <laughs> seventy one hundred there. And uh defense I went with the Steelers because anytime I can get TJ Watt for twenty six hundred, I'm a happy guy. Yeah. 
Well, like I said, I, I went with the Falcons' defense in that same exact game because I figured Kenny Pickett's going to at least get me one interception. Yeah, you want bad offense? I give you the <laughs> Falcons-Saints game. Steelers, um, Falcons-Steelers. Yeah, them too. All right, so real quick, I'm going to hit my fantasy eliminator right here, and then we'll go to the funny, fun little things that you wanted to talk about here. So my fantasy eliminator here, we're only we're down to six people left, so I only need five more weeks of people. We're loading up with... What I can find left, because we're starting to get to the bottom of the line here. I'm trying to hold off on Burrow. I'm trying to hold off on using Mahomes. And Godwin carried you last week. I was, sorry, Josh Allen and, and Mahomes. I'm trying to hold off on using those guys. Yes, Godwin gave me a big week. He definitely helped propel me over. And uh, uh, my quarterback had a pretty decent week, too, last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's go. I'm going to go with Dak and my, as my quarterback this week. I'm going with Austin Eckler, because that's the guy I, I'm hoping will get me through this week. Austin Eckler's like my big stud to put out there. Going with Keenan Allen. I'm going with two Chargers because I think that the Chargers are going to put up a lot of points up against the the Vegas Raiders. I got Tyler Lockett and kicker is my tight end, my tiebreaker kicker, Kate York. (laughs) (laughs) But the Cleveland Browns, who should put up a ton of points. There should be a lot of, at least a lot of extra points against the Houston team that can't stop anybody. So Your phone's laughing at you. Yes. So Tim, what did you have to? What do you got here? I just had some fun stuff. Uh, I I actually put it in our group chat. I thought it was funny. 49ers starting quarterbacks through fifty nine games, including playoffs. Joe Montana, you might have heard of him, thirty seven and twenty two. Steve Young, another guy you might have heard of, forty and nineteen. Jimmy G, forty and nineteen. Yeah, I mean, tied for the best record. Yeah, we're talking 49ers core. We're not talking Jags quarterbacks. Yeah. or Cleveland Browns quarterbacks. Niners quarterbacks. Jimmy G has the same record as Steve Young through 59 and has a better record than Joe Montana. He has, if you took out all the games in which he threw a touchdown pass and just had the games. <laughs> I sent you this a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if you, like for for the all-time winning percentages for quarterbacks, if you had just Jimmy G not throwing touchdowns, his winning percentage is the best Ever in the history of football. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, I definitely found that. I found a way to sneak that into Malcolm's corner. <laughs> All right, I, I, I've been track. I tracked it last week. I wanted to track it again. The NFL draft order. I couldn't fit it into our main episode. The updated NFL draft order going into tonight's game. Texans are a lock for the first pick, but the Bears have moved up to the all-important second pick that will be super valuable that they can trade. The Lions sit at number three thanks to the Rams' dumpster fire. The Seahawks, thanks to the Broncos, done. I'm just it's the, the Seahawks are at four. The Panthers have moved up to five with their win against the Broncos. Doesn't it show right now, like the risk that you take by trading your first round draft picks can cost you so far down the line. I mean, I understand the whether it was twenty six or whether it was three, you don't have it. But the but. A pick at three is so much more value than a pick at 26. Well, and and that's the thing is it, it works for the Rams to win a Super Bowl, and it's a copycat league. Yeah. You know, so uh, I just think it's funny. It's like the Lions are three, thanks to the Rams. The Seahawks are four, thanks to the Broncos. The Eagles are sixth, thanks to the Saints. Arizona is seven. Green Bay is eight. The Steelers and then the Raiders. So I, I just I find it kind of comical when it comes to like half of the league. I mean, th- these last couple podcasts are going to be one of those. This team doesn't care. This team needs to win. Yeah. And so I thought it'd be fun to track the draft orders, even though factually speaking, we're doing it on the fantasy episode. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Anything stuff. else you wanted to talk about? Uh, no. I just you know what, guys, uh, have fun with it. 
if if you're going in the home stretch and you're in the playoffs, start stashing some of those guys. Start stash your. I brought it up in previous episodes. OBJ should be on a roster. Jamison Williams should be on a roster. Um, if you have somebody, I just cut Kenyon Drake off of my roster. If you have somebody at the bottom of your roster, you will not be using. Just go get your guy who's a handcuff. I, I it blows my mind how Matt Breda is still out there in so many leagues for guys that have Saquon Barkley. Uh, I mean, I even brought up uh, at our draft. You kind of giggled at me because I go crazy when it comes to handcuffs. But like, I had Keenan Allen was my R, uh, wide receiver one. That has not worked out. But I, <laughs> I thought Joshua Palmer was a guy that to have just stuff like that. Like, if you have a roster spot at the bottom. Do yourself a favor, stash for the playoffs. Don't rest on your laurels here. If somebody, if you got a, if you got a bunch of guys that are out, don't just let these guys sit on your roster as being on IR or something like that. If these guys are not coming back by the time the regular season's over, the the, the NFL regular season, so drop those guys. Start picking people up. I mean, unless you're in keeper leagues and you need to keep these guys, there's no reason for these guys to be on your roster if you don't think they're coming back. Yeah, by the even that, you can play defense because like you could be like, hey, my my opponent week fourteen has. Aaron Rodgers or Justin Fields at quarterback, and they've got a buy. They're going to have to pick somebody up. So I'm going to snag Mike White, even though I don't need him. Yeah, like play defense. At, Use your roster spots. At this point, you got to start thinking thinking of the long game here because if you're in the playoffs already, you want to be thinking long game. If you are battling for the playoffs, you got to do everything you can to get there. You can't afford to have a dead roster and spot. If, even if you're not in the playoffs, a lot of these leagues, like our leagues. Um, a lot of these leagues give out points for people that have the most points for the week. So even if you're out of it, you still have a chance. Just try to put the best. T- take pride. Just try to put the best lineup you can out there. Try to play spoiler. I mean, nothing better. Nothing better than being like, well, I'm out. But you know what? Last week of the season, I knocked so somebody else out too. Absolutely. I, I didn't want to end on a PSA. I just I, I had thoughts and I wanted to share them. All right. Well, you know what, guys? Go out there, get your guys, get your handcuffs, make everything that you can here to get prep prep for the. Uh, for the playoffs here. We got two more weeks here. Most teams are most season, most leagues are starting their playoffs week 15. That's what we're doing in mo- in both of our leagues. So, um we're going to keep coming at you all all preseason all postseason long of the fantasy football postseason. Easy for you to say. And uh we'll probably be here for the NFL postseason too, probably not in the fantasy football wise because that'll be over. But hey guys, thanks for listening. Best of luck with your fantasy football teams this week. Best of luck with your players. Go out there, let's win some money. Well said.